Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Think Orange podcast. A podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. G'day everyone, my name is Dave Adamson and I want to welcome you once again to the Think Orange podcast. Hey, if you're new to Orange or if you've got questions about what Orange strategy even means, then I'm so glad you're listening to today's episode because we're going to unpack these concepts in light of really a new era of ministry. Because even if your church is still primarily online, this is the time we should all be reevaluating how we do church. And to this end, today we're going to have Reggie Joyner helping us understand and rethink how to think about church. So I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. So here's Reggie. So I was a second baseman as a kid growing up. My dad was my coach. And I remember one day he took me out to the baseball field and had a bucket of baseballs. And he put me actually on second base and he made me practice over and over and over again, turning a double play. You know, I would have to catch, step on second, pivot, throw to first. And after a while, I got extremely tired of the process and said, Dad, I know how to do this. He said, nope, you don't yet. And then he made this statement. How fast you turn determines if you make the play. And the more I think about that, the more I think about this organization, your organization, organizations all around the country, there are times when you have to turn fast to determine whether or not you're going to make the play. And um, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today in relationship to what it looks like to reevaluate or rethink church. We wrote Think Orange about 10 years ago to start a process. We wanted to invite um, leaders who work with kids and teenagers, who work with families, to actually rethink and to change how they saw family ministry. We were trying to set up a network of pastors all over the country and directors all over the country who would trade ideas and best practices on what this looked like. But it really was an invitation to rethink constantly. And um, we really decided there are five areas that all the questions, all the best practices kept coming back to. One of the areas that we talked about over and over and over again is the idea of leadership. What it looks like to align leaders around a comprehensive strategy uh, from zero to college. And then we talked about not only leadership, we talked about what it looked like to have messaging that we're rethinking constantly. What were the most important things for a kid or a teenager to know when they walked away? And then the third category we talked about is the idea of parents. How do we actually tie in or re-engage parents into the strategy so they can see how faith development affects a kid's future? And we talked about community in the book. What does it look like to put another leader in the life of a kid that's consistent, who shows up to help them shape their faith? And then, last of all, what does it look like to influence service? to invite a generation literally into an experience that will shape how they understand what it means to be the church. So here's the point I want to make about this list. When you look at this list and you think about the things that have happened over the last 10 years, none of these principles or values have changed. When we invite you to reevaluate church, what we're literally saying is we want to help you reevaluate as a process to innovate around your values. In other words, understand the difference between values that never change, and the things in your organization that do change. Let me state it another way to make sure you get this. Values are timeless. They're the things in your organization that exist, will always exist, will always be there. But your innovations are temporary. Now, you have to be clear as a leader about what is timeless and what is temporary. 
Actually, the reason sometimes that churches split and the reason sometimes there's division in organizations is because there's confusion. There's confusion between what is timeless and what is temporary. But you're the leader. So as the leader, here's your job. You clarify the difference between what is timeless and what is temporary. When you sit around the table and you begin to discuss, it's important, kind of as a compass, to keep coming back to, oh, that's a value, that will never change. That's something that's hardwired into our organization. We care about people who don't come to church. We care about parents. I mean, you can go down that list. Leadership you know, needs to make sure we're on the same page. I mean, those are values. But how you accomplish those values, how you shape your ministry will continue to shift and change along the way. And sometimes in life, these things that are timeless, we just need to be reminded. And for example, if you go back to the list we talked about for just a second, leadership will always be essential for teams to win. It's timeless. Message will always matter if you want to inspire change. And you know what else? Parents will always have more influence in the everyday life of the kid. Community will always be a core need of every person. Service will always have the potential to inspire faith and to make someone understand their significance and the role they play in life in the world. The point is, these things will never change. And as a leader, for you to spotlight this from time to time to go, okay, this is what's timeless. But how we work around these things, how we make decisions around these things, how we innovate around these things will change. These things never change, but the shape of these things will change for three reasons. One is culture shifts, right? Culture requires for us from time to time to look at what we're doing to see if it's relevant and connecting to culture and impacting and influencing culture. Life stage changes because kids are going through different phases at different, at different times in their life, and those stages affect how we communicate, how we connect, how we deal with their family. And our organization has enormous amounts of information to simply train leaders and parents on how to understand a kid at every phase. And then something else, crisis. We all know about that, right? We all know that crisis from time to time will actually impact what we do and how, again, we innovate. And here's something I want to be crystal clear as you reevaluate how you innovate around your values. Change never threatens what is timeless. Change actually highlights what is timeless. And here's where you come in. You're the leader. You are the one who has to lead change in such a way that what is timeless isn't threatened. And you're the one who has to lead change in such a way that you highlight what is timeless. If you refuse to change, or if, as a leader, if you don't understand how to navigate change, or you don't find people to gather around you to actually innovate in the context of change, what is lost in the sense of that is our ability to be relevant and to handle world timeless truths in a way that are transferable into their everyday life. I get to hang out with churches all the time, and I, I ride down the road sometimes, and I actually see churches that have gone out of business. And uh, the thing that I, I want to emphasize to you and to all of us to remind us all of this fact is most of the time when churches close and lock their doors and they stop doing church, you know, and they go out of business, it's not because things change, it's because they didn't change. It's not because all of a the sudden they no longer had a mission or no longer cared about their values. It was because they didn't continue to adapt a strategy that complemented and highlighted what is timeless. They didn't pivot fast enough. They didn't make the play. They thought they could transition gradually. And in the context of that, somehow they lost their ability to influence the culture, the community, their own congregation. 
So let's go back to some pivots we need to make. Let's go back to the list that we're talking about and let's think in terms of what does it look like to actually shift and change? Because think about this. If leadership is timeless, but you don't adjust your yardsticks on how you measure and clarify what a win looks like, you can't lead your team into a direction to accomplish something. If messaging is timeless, but you don't adjust your style or your technique or your platform, you won't be heard. If, if family or parenting is a timeless thing, but you don't respond to the shifts in dynamics of what happens in the family, in our culture, you will lose influence. If community is timeless, but you don't understand the changes, in the everyday life of a kid, you can't lead leaders to connect with kids on an everyday basis. And if service is a timeless concept, but you ignore the needs of the neighborhoods right around your church, you forfeit your influence and you don't invite a generation to show up and serve, you sabotage their faith. So the pivots or the shifts that we need to make around these ideas give us the basis to reevaluate our church and ministry. I want you to think about them for just a second. And then I want you to have a great conversation with your team, with your staff, with other leaders to talk about what this looks like. And remember, the skill of making a double play means you're thinking about both runners. The skill of making a double play means it's not either or, it's both and. So what I'm challenging you to do as you think in terms of pivots and shifts is not to abandon one idea completely for the other, but to see how they connect together and to do the best job you can to pivot and make a double play and make a different kind of impact with your organization. For example, let's go to back to leadership. You know, we, we love to say all the time, you can't manage what you can't measure. So if you're going to make a shift in leadership, you need to think in terms of this way. What does it look like in the light of culture, in the light of what is changing around us, what does it look like to pivot from growing attendance to growing influence. When you grow attendance, you're only looking at who's showing up on Sunday morning. But when you're growing influence, you're thinking beyond the Sunday morning experience and asking questions about how you can go to the community and how you can build ministry and programming for people outside the church. Here's another thing. Let's talk about messaging. We love to say all the time in our messaging, and this is kind of maybe a little heretical, but I want you to just trust me on this. We love to say that all scripture is inspired, but we like to also say as an organization, but all scripture is not equally important. We actually think Jesus 2,000 years ago prioritized truth when he said, okay, all of the commandments come back to this idea, which is to love God and to love your neighbor. We actually think that it's an important principle for you to prioritize you know, what's most important for a kid to understand and learn. But if you don't pivot, if you don't shift, and you don't understand that somewhere in the context of your communication, that we are shifting in culture from not simply communicating every Sunday the truths they need to know, but to communicate those truths in an everyday way. You have platforms and opportunities now because kids are bombarded with all kinds of information to leverage social media and the digital world to actually speak into their space more consistently in a way that you've never had before. We need to make that pivot. We need to make that shift. So pivot from communicating every Sunday to communicating every day. Now let's think about parents for just a second. We love to say this, and we've said this for over a decade, and it's never more true because it's timeless than it is right now. What happens at home is more important than what happens at church. That may give you a little bit of an identity crisis, you know, as a church leader, but the point is you have 40 hours in a given year. The average parent has 3,000 hours in a given year. The truth is no one will ever have more influence than a parent has for the good or for the bad in the life of a kid. So let's talk about this. What does it look like? And we've been talking about this. What does it look like to pivot from thinking Sunday at church to thinking Sunday at home? 
when you have a both-and approach, all of a sudden you're going to think in terms of how do I expand my definition for what is happening every week in the context of an environment to actually getting into the home and helping parents be more active and proactive and intentional about shaping the faith of their own sons and daughters. And then we talk about community, okay? A parent is not the only influence a kid needs. We have said over and over and over again, you're holding two competing things in your life as a church leader. One is no one has more potential to influence a parent than a child. The second one is that a parent is not the only influence a child needs. So as you're balancing those tensions, when we talk about building community in the lives of kids and teenagers, we've got to talk about what this looks like. And now things are shifting and changing like never before. One of the safest places for kids now to feel like they can connect with leader is not only in a circle, in a physical environment, but actually in an online community. That's what they're used to. So what would it look like for us to shift from connecting in person to connecting online? We think a both-and plan, a double play in this situation can make a bigger difference in the life of a kid or a teenager. And now let's kind of wrap up to talk about what does it look like to reevaluate the church in the context of service. We have said for 10 years, if you want kids to know they are significant, give them something significant to do. So that means you make a pivot. You make a pivot from simply gathering to engaging a generation into what it looks like to experience service. Again, I, I think it would be amazing if we started asking the question to measure our success in this category, not what percentage of students are attending your events, but what if we started asking the question, what percentage of your students are actually engaging in service, because here's what we know. There's a secret. We know that their faith development has more to do with service, especially as they move into high school and middle school, than it ever has to do with simply attending a Bible study. So lean into this. What does it look like to make that shift in a solid, powerful way? If you're going to win, you gotta pivot. You have to pivot not just to hit second base, but to throw it to first base. You've, you've gotta understand what it looks like to reevaluate because a lot's at stake. If you don't make the change, you lose influence with a generation. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's have a discussion about how to reevaluate what these areas look like in the light of the innovations that you need to make. Well, once again, there was so much insight and wisdom there from Reggie, and I'm sure a lot of you will probably want to listen to this one again. And can I also suggest that you consider sharing it with the rest of your ministry team? And you can actually help us get this content out to more church leaders simply by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, if you want to watch this presentation, we've actually posted video of Reggie giving this talk on our Orange Leaders YouTube channel, where you will also find other great content from Orange designed to help you rethink church. Well, thanks so much for listening. My name is Dave Adamson. And remember, when you think next generation or church strategy, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast. Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com.